welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. I'm Carl. And I'm Chris. And it doesn't have a K in it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did something resembling it, yes. <laughs> it's the intro. Uh. We, should, we should come up with a nickname for you that specifically points out that you don't have a K in your name. Yeah, Chris without a K? Like no K. We'll call you no K. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, see, no K. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not sure. I mean, just seems like that could cause some confusion occasionally. But I could be wrong. Then, but then we can say, okay, no K, and that can be like we your can. catchphrase. Oh, you, yeah. need, you do need a catchphrase. You don't have one of those. I need a catchphrase? Yeah. You look, okay, if you want to be our mascot... <laughs> you gotta have a nickname and a catchphrase. Did I have to be our mascot? <laughs> Obviously. Did I miss a memo that was like, Chris. Oh, I, did you like send out an email to everybody, or better yet, a, a snail mail to everybody, saying that I have requested to be the mascot when no, I have not? No, you sent a snail mail to all of us saying, please, 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 let me be the mascot. I don't know why podcast. I would do that. I don't know. I thought it was a little weird too, but. Yeah, there, you know, I you can go. imagine you would find that weird. Yeah. Maybe someone is impersonating Noke. Maybe somebody is impersonating Noke. You've already started. It's... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it look, okay? It's gonna be okay, Noke. It's gonna be okay, Noke. Alright. Wow. <laughs> wow! What an intro, you guys. <laughs> this is horrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Carl for you know actually stepping up and putting them in their place it is work we have failed this intro that's alright let's okay. just keep going as though nothing happened how was yeah. everybody's nothing weeks? did happen <laughs> uh, I, I lost power in the uh, horrible windstorm that affected all of Seattle this past week yeah it was real real windy did anybody do anything more interesting than that no. <laughs> I, I walked around outside while that horrible nice. windstorm was happening. Cool. I've been cool. rereading comic books for Ooh. the Jessica Jones series. Oh, yeah. I haven't. Um, Everybody's watching that, and I am not. <laughs> Is it wow. a TV show now? I yeah. suppose. I've, you know, since Hannibal went off the air, I've just stopped watching TV. I just, like, don't watch TV anymore. <laughs> TV is dead to me. TV is dead to me! Yeah, somehow I'm not even surprised by that. Um, I mean, it, it to, like, Hannibal was mostly the only thing I watched on TV, and so now I don't have much reason to. Um, also, my roommate who made me watch a lot of TV left, which is probably part of it. That'll do mm. it. Yeah. I've never, never watched a lot of TV except for anime, and I watch all of my anime on the internet and not on the TV, so, you know. Useful, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I don't watch much TV, but I really like Alias, the comic book. Yeah. Mm. I should probably read more comic books. I've, the only, let's see, I tried to get into Young Avengers at one point, because I, the title Young was interesting Avengers. to me. Um, yeah, they're like all, um sort of kids or you know tangentially related to um some of the adult avengers so like oh one of them is the like daughter of um like the of ant-man and one of them is 
like secretly the reincarnations of the like twin children of uh, the Scarlet Witch or something like so, that. Like, it sounds it's, really confusing. It's, it's very convoluted <laughs> honest, and Marvel-esque. Yeah, but... if I'm honest, that sounds like there there's a small chance that it could be or could have been good, but is probably <laughs> god-awful. I really enjoyed the parts of it oh. that I read. The reason that I stopped actually was just because... Oh, you read it. This was not a TV show. This was a comic. Oh, yeah, Never... this was a comic. This was, okay, yeah, this then it's is, probably this... decent. Yeah, this is the one... Um, this is like one of maybe like one and a half comic book series that I got into. Um, and in the end, I had to give up because it suffered from the comic book continuity issue that if you... You know, just pick up a random comic from the Marvel Marvel Universe, and you don't know, like the you know, whatever sixty years of history, <laughs> yeah. uh, and all the convoluted current storylines, you're completely lost. And I felt completely lost, and so I had to stop. Yeah, I the only comics that I've read have been all non superhero comics. I've read Sandman. I haven't read like the I haven't read like the most recent stuff. The more recent like short story collections are Overture, which just came out. Um, I read the spinoff Lucifer, which is extremely good, and I read like some a good chunk of Fables, um, and then and then you know a bunch of JoJo, which doesn't really count because it's it's not like Japanese, not Western comics like I think we're talking about right now. But yeah, mostly I don't know what JoJo is. Oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's it's great and dumb and great. I love it. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's it's oh yeah, it's really dumb. <laughs> I used to read a lot of Marvel, but then I realized they're all kind of bad. <laughs> Are they? There's some that's a very that's contentious good. statement. Well, most of them well. are horrible, actually. In fairness it's to Carl, he, he tends to make contentious statements often. Yes. That's why we love you. I try my best. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's... Uh, all right. Um, the other one the, that I started was, um, or, or had a piece of, was... Oh God, what were they called? The Authority? Which was like a DC comic, possibly Dark Horse. I don't quite remember. Um, which was, I don't know. It was just like a, a weird... <clears throat> sort of darker version of a Justice League kind of thing. Um, there were they were completely different characters, but there was like clearly a Superman analog and clearly a Batman analog and <laughs> that reminds me of one of my classes that I'm in this quarter. The the point of the class is basically like come up with a concept for an animated series and develop it and like at the end of the quarter you basically have to do like a pitch <clears throat> with storyboards and character designs and um, setting setting designs and stuff like that. <laughs> a lot of a lot of them are really really bad in that class. Um, most of them, I would say, are really really bad. But one guy's is just like, it's just Guardians of the Galaxy, but with different characters. <laughs> like there's an alien. It's like one of the stereotypical greys, right? There's a robot. Um, there's a fuzzy creature. There's um, a, a demon. And I think that's it. And the um, the the gray alien like also fills the role of attractive female character. Why? So, congratulations, you did it. And he's talking about like how he wants there to be Batman crossovers in in his story. And it's like, I don't think you know how to do this. I don't think you know how to come up with an original 
um, thing. You gotta, there's like licensing issues that need to be tackled here and stuff. <laughs> uh, you know. You know. Yes, we now owe DC money for having mentioned Batman on the stream. Yep. That's how that works. And also, and also Marvel for all of the Marvel talk. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for for yeah. telling them that they suck. Uh, yep. We actually owe them all the royalties that come from this podcast. So, all, yep, all all negative okay fifteen dollars a month of them. <laughs> <laughs> so really, yes. yeah. I like we that. just so tricked we, Marvel we into made, paying for this podcast. So yeah, I think if we just uh, shit talk a different company every podcast, we will actually technically make money. Cool. Yes. Because we'll owe them the proceeds for this podcast which are technically negative yeah i knew there was i knew there would be some way to be profitable about being an asshole oh yeah, what yeah company yeah. are we shit talking next um well we'll have to discuss it <laughs> we gotta come up with a game plan yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean do do our proceeds include free merch because like i could shit talk cold stone some Ooh, that's not a bad plan. Yeah, I'm into that. That is one way to do it. Um, great. Well, ah. speaking of things we're not going to shit talk, we, we played a game this week. That's these true. These last two weeks. Yeah. We played uh, Refunct. Yeah, Thano, it's your game. You want to describe it? I would rather you describe. Oh wait, you couldn't really play it because you got sick. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did end up. I did end up doing 100% completion. Oh. Uh, okay. I drank a lot of ginger ale. Yeah. I yeah. turned the uh, resolution way down. I turned the mouse sensitivity way down. I turned the field <laughs> of vision way down. Okay. Um, and oh. then I was able to play the last 15 minutes necessary <laughs> to complete it. <laughs> Well, I, I would prefer it if you described it just because you're much better at that than the rest of us. I think you should be describing the game. Well, I appreciate your confidence. Um, all right. So uh, Refunct is a first-person platformer where basically there's a bunch of very straightforward rectangular geometry that falls down from the sky, and it starts out Doesn't as... Doesn't it raise up from the ocean? Yes. Oh, it, it falls yes. from the sky to start with, and it falls oh, into the okay. ocean. Yes. And then it raises okay, up piece by piece. Yeah. My bad. Um, See, I'm already screwing. It's up. it's because I no, it's because I had to restart the game uh, so many times because I had to play it in such short chunks that I see the falling animation very often. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this giant white geo appears, and you have to basically get to the top of these big rectangular solids, and then they change from white <laughs> to like a very pleasant kind of like yellowy earth color with green grass on top. And it kind of looks like like a golf course grass. Yeah. 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 And like mini golf course grass. Right, yes. That <laughs> astroturf stuff. Yeah. And um, every time you, you transform a platform, it makes a happy little noise. Uh, and each group of platforms has a red button on it somewhere. And when you go and press the red button, it... Uh, brings up a new group of platforms from under the ocean where they all fell at the beginning. Uh, there's also little cuby things, little black cubes with like red, uh, I don't know, like kind of um, Hal's eye from 2001 A Space Odyssey kind of thing <laughs> on the side. Um, and you can collect those things 
they are collectible things and they make a different little noise when you collect them mm-hmm. um, and there's some special movement uh, things like there's little yellow elevators and some like bounce pads and some pipes that take you places and things like that uh, but mostly it's actually just like a fairly relaxing you know one after another kind of get all the things and, and parkour your way around a little bit and it you can get into like I mean, I mean, I assume for other people even more so than me, but you can get into a pretty good flow state where you're just going from one thing to another and you're kind of, you know, you're in the groove and you're getting a lot of these shapes. And it's a very, very short game. I think we all beat it in less than an hour. I probably took the longest, I would imagine, which was like yeah. 37 minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say we probably all did it in less than a half hour even. I think, yeah. I think the first time I played it, because I was sort of just like fucking around and and like spending a lot of time looking and like zooming in really close and looking at the textures on the ground because I I guess I do that. I I took like 35 minutes. And then the second time I played it, it took mm. me like 20 minutes and I was texting my mom and eating Cheetos. And then the third time I played it, <laughs> the third time I played it, I got myself down to like 15 minutes. So do the uh, this is something I did want to ask. Uh, do the challenges or like the the arrangements of everything, does it change if you play it multiple times, or is Mm-mm. it the same exact arrangement every time? It's the same every time. Okay. Yeah, it's, this this doesn't seem to me like a game with a huge amount of um, randomness to it. Random, um, right? Like yeah. It seems it seems pretty deliberate, and they do they do actually make you an effort to teach to teach an uh, they do make an effort to teach you a series of skills over the course of the game. Yeah. Um, one of which I failed to learn um, because I was just too nauseous to think very hard. And then Kelso just told me what it was, so I went back into it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that works now. Uh, which was, <laughs> I didn't realize you could wall jump. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that until later either. Um, yeah, which is necessary because at one point they just drop you in a pit. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. well, I guess I'm just going to sit here <laughs> and watch the... Uh, Watch the day-night cycle for a few, uh, <laughs> for a few times. Is there a day-night cycle? There is a day-night yeah. cycle. I was oh, well. about to say, isn't that really weird that there's a day and night cycle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it kind of go is supposed to go with this sort of like soothing, natural feel of the game where it's... Okay. It's, it's sort of, you know, it's relaxing and explory and and uh, feeling like, I don't know, Having having like really nice looking beautiful sunrises and mm-hmm. helps with that and yeah the lighting was really really nice I liked it also also when, if we want to talk about like chill relaxing things um, I like that the soundtrack to this game is basically like Sean Plot's iTunes library that's what I <laughs> I totally had that exact thought I'm, like, I'm basically listening to Sean's like break stream right now yep I, I'm okay with that I guess um, yeah no it's it's totally the same exact kind of music it's really funny yep. yeah it's sort of chill and abstract and yeah yeah it was it was a good thing the uh, there's the, so the the final goal of the game, it, once you get all the pieces up, there's like a big yellow button, and when you hit the yellow button, it like shoots you into the sky, and the game says thank you. Oh and yeah. Then, and then when you get 100% completion, there are fireworks. Mm, and when it when it shoots you up into the sky, it you look down and you see that the islands or the platforms are arranged in the shape of a heart. Yeah. Oh. I didn't notice that somehow. Oh, I didn't notice that either. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's a heart. Kelso is the only one who noticed. <laughs> Maybe oh, it's well. a butt. Maybe maybe it is a butt. 
Maybe I'm maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. There's also it's cute. I think it's really cute how the achievements in the game talk to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where like you get the first achievement is you pick up the first little black box and the achievement is hello. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then like later on there's one that says something like do what you love to do. Yeah. And then yeah. one of them is like what makes you happy? Let me <laughs> yeah. let me I'm going in my There's scene. only like 4 of them I think. There's so. four. Let's see. What all achievements. So they are hello what, what makes, makes you, you smile. You. Yeah, what do what you love to do and what makes you you. Yeah. It's a very it's it, it's a, it's trying to be very uplifting which is weird considering how evil those little boxes look. Um, they sort of do. You're right. I, yeah, they they have like everything about them that I associate with, like villains basically. <laughs> like this this sort of black yeah. hard technology with these glowing red spots on it. It's like yeah, all right. Also, it's such a contrast to the rest of the platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which are all green and pretty and. Yeah, and even the big red button just looks like a like a cutesy big red button. It looks kind of like the portal button. Yeah, actually, the um, the cubes for some reason remind me. I think it's I think it's the the little ring of glowing red lights. It reminds me of the um, turrets. Mm. Their little little glowing eyes. Mm. I don't know. Which which is reinforced by picking one up and it's saying hello at you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I wonder like where they got their assets it might have been like a free asset library kind of deal it could have been because this i mean this looks like a super low budget game this is yeah. like the kind of thing that would be maybe like a student game at usc or something like that right um i think but, it was made by one person i mean yeah i wouldn't be surprised um i enjoyed it uh, assuming like sickness aside because this game did make me more motion sick than any other game has in a long time, um, which I think in our in our lost uh, Bioshock podcast I may have mentioned that um, occasionally first person games give me motion sickness, and it's it's sort of variable. Sometimes it's FOV related, you know. Sometimes it's different specific things. I had a really hard time with uh, with Antichamber. Um, I drank a lot of ginger ale while I was playing that game to, to calm my stomach down. Um, but for whatever reason, the default settings in this game were just really, really bad on my stomach. And so uh, I had to turn everything way, way down in order to finish it. And even then, I'm glad it wasn't longer than 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, being sick is not fun. So the the goal, we were discussing this sort of uh, offline, but the it seems like this is a game about sort of flow and relaxation and, like, making you discussing feel chill. Discussing it offline. We don't have offline here, Kyla. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> off, off podcast. Off, off air. Off, off live, yeah. Um, off. But uh, so, so how did you guys feel while playing the game? Was it successful at relaxing you? I think so. Um, Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So I'm kind of... Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, okay. It was an interesting experience. And I think it was sort of relaxing just because it was so, so short. Hmm. And I don't think it would have been relaxing if it was much longer. 
Yeah, or if the difficulty ramped up or anything quite like that. Um, yeah, so like I could see that being something that I would occasionally come back to um, after like a shitty day at work or something and then just get home and like run through that real quick and feel kind of better about everything. Um, I don't like just the first time I went through it, I was busy like thinking about it too much. So I wasn't really relaxed by it, but I think that just on its own, if I weren't playing it to think about it and just playing it just because I could see it being really relaxing. The, I'm looking up the flow state. Um, okay. Well, while you're doing that, I guess another, another thing that this, this game sort of touts is that, let's see. Um, Design is a platformer that is as accessible and enjoyable as possible for players of any age, gender, or skill set. Is this, I mean, this this game is pretty accessible, I think. Yeah. Unless you like, get motion sick. Unless you get motion sick, right. that's true. Right. We should, um... We but should, they didn't, they didn't should... claim to be accessible to motion sickness. That's so true. That's... At least they didn't lie. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not a protected demographic, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I would say, like, so there was no no explicit tutorial and right. no, like, here's how you play the game kind of thing going on. Um, and yet everything, I think, at least for me, seemed to click pretty quickly, except the wall jumping, but that clicked once I needed it. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it didn't click immediately, but by the time that I actually needed to wall jump on something, it did click for me. So I can't really complain. I have yeah. a question. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think it would have clicked if you don't have an ex previous experience with wall jumps in games? Um, That's a good question because I feel like this game is. did make a lot of assumptions about like you you understand. For all they say that like this is for anybody, you know, people of any skill level, you kind of have to know that there is a crouch button. Yeah. And that right. like what the or crouch button is likely with to the be. WASD. Yeah. Mhm. Mm so it does assume some basic knowledge of first-person games. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, and and even like, you know, the the buttons and the collectibles and the little yellow bits are are pretty heavily built on, sort of prior existing knowledge of well, there's a button. I should go push it. Yeah. Right. Or and I mean, or this they thing do looks make it like a launch pad. Red, so yeah. it's it's worth. I think that's a fine assumption for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I think so too, yes, because um, buttons are not game exclusive in that yeah. sense. <laughs> right. Buttons yeah. exist in the real world. <laughs> buttons exist in meat space. For the purpose meat of pushing. Space. For the purpose of pushing. Um, yeah, so, but you're right. And, and things of just the nature of, like, controlling your um, wall jumping. Like, even if you know how to wall jump, and you know that it's a thing. It's not, I think, immediately intuitive controlling it without some sort of prior experience with it in another game. Mm -hmm. Just the way that you like hit jump and then you have to reverse your your like WASD direction to adequately move in the opposite. Like it's not just not. Not necessarily. I mean, depending on how close together things are, if you face That's the right true. way and then just jam on the space bar a bunch, you can usually make it up. That's true. There were a couple of those that were very simple. Um, but I also like tried at least a few of them that required a bit more work. 
Yeah. Um, something I was going to say regarding like so I, if nothing else, like even if stuff isn't immediately intuitive, though it doesn't. It's a very forgiving game. Like there's absolutely forgiving. Yeah. no time pressure. There's like it's the game is just entirely patient until you figure out what you want to do. Right. Uh, the I love how forgiving the the like mantling off the edge of um like if you basically if you jump towards a platform and you're in the general vicinity of the top of the platform it oh yeah it, it grabs on for you yeah yeah which is nice actually I That's I didn't realize one of that my was happening favorite mechanics <laughs> yeah exactly I didn't realize that was happening until I like I was like ah shit I don't think I can make that jump and then I would try it. And I'm my brain is going, oh, you barely missed. And then I just climbed up on it. I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was super forgiving in that regard. I did and it. So, I will say in that sense, like, there's no, there's no reason that anybody, even with zero experience playing first person anything or wall jumping or whatever, there's no reason that that hypothetical person couldn't complete this game eventually. Yeah. Because there's really no fail state that I could tell. Yeah. Also, yeah. am I am I the only one who started out the game with the initial compulsion to try to avoid falling in the water? Uh, you know, I, I, I also immediately did well. went into the water to see what would happen. <laughs> I didn't want to go into the water. Yeah, I didn't want to go into the water either. Even if it wasn't like a game fail state, I felt like I did something wrong. Yeah, it feels like failure because you can't jump while you're in the water. Right, you exactly. You have to just sort of like plod back because you're like jumping all over the place and parkouring and like landing on a spire and immediately jumping to the next one and then you crash into the water and you're like, ah, now I gotta wade over to a low platform. <laughs> right, yeah. So down the water too. Yeah, and you can go down to the sunken platforms for plunsies. Right, and and there was um, no never mind. Well, I think there's one time that you have to dive, so you have to get in the water and you have to dive. I yeah, think. there's yes. there's a pipe that like there's a pipe from underwater leading up to a pipe that you would not or uh, to a platform that you would not be able to climb up to. Yeah, otherwise. so even if you were afraid of the water and didn't accidentally like if you were just a platforming god. Um, <laughs> and just avoided the water, then you'd realize at that point, oh, I guess I have to go in the water and it would be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're pretty good about um, like making sure that you try all of the mechanics at least once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you haven't tried wall jumping yet? Here, try wall jumping. Or like, <laughs> oh, you haven't tried stepping on the yellow panels? Well, here, step on a yellow panel. Or like, you haven't yeah. tried these, you know, these pipes? Well, you don't have to go through all the pipes, but you have to go through this one. And... Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. You you don't know that you can crouch. Well, here's a button you can only get to by crouching. <laughs> um, yeah, so in that so... sense, that's a good kind of embedded tutorial. Um, although you know, if you don't know that crouching is a control, it might take you a while to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure you can just uh, go into like the options menu and look at your controls if you want to or anything. I guess, though. I guess that's true. For some reason, that wouldn't occur to me as like. <laughs> A thing I can do. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, th I feel like it's sort of the same problem. Like, you have to have some experience with the games to realize that that's an option. Right, yeah. But, yeah. Um, something else I was going to say regarding... So, the... 
the thing that I found, so I've been doing a lot of, we, we talked about like may, broadening this into a games that we find relaxing podcast. And I, I've been thinking a lot over the past week about like what I find relaxing about games. And I think the one that this particular game plays into is this idea of kind of unbounded, unpunished exploration, right? You, you have a space, there's things in it, and you have all the freedom to just like wander around as much as you can. You know, like nothing's going to jump out and hurt you. It's just all there and you can take your time perusing it. And, and like there's some nice soothing music and, okay. you know, mm-hmm. you just sort of hang out and, and see, see cool looking stuff. I think this one does that pretty well. It's not the only thing that I find relaxing in games, but that is one thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely sort of came to a similar conclusion. Um, thinking just thinking about games that I really like, and it's games that don't necessarily have an objective, just a lot of things to interact with and ways to make your own fun, basically. Okay. I want to Before... say. What I okay, find soothing about this game is the sort of like OCD of turning all the platforms green. That's yeah. what I did too. Yeah. yeah, I had to. Straighten it up so that everything is neat and organized and looks pretty <laughs> and is in yes. its proper place. Absolutely. That, and that can sh- that can definitely be soothing in 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 its own way. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I I am not so as as Kelsey was saying like. Um, not having like a particular goal. I kind of like having a goal, but like a low stress goal. So the the other games in particular that I was thinking of that kind of match this aesthetic, um, at least for me, were um, Monument Valley and uh, Botanicula. Which well, are both... so before we get too far into like sure. other specific games, I did want to talk about the fact that because we kind of just glossed over it, it is a th- it's a game that we all bought that is very finishable in under 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And most of, like, I mean, Kelso played it three times. God knows why. But, yeah. um, <laughs> like, I think for most people it wouldn't be super replayable because we mentioned that it doesn't change at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was only $3. But I always wonder about the justification of, like, is it worth three dollars? Right. Yeah. It was was a you know even if it was a twenty minute experience, it was a decent experience. Is that worth three dollars or you know should it be one dollar? Is it you know do you charge for a game that's only twenty minutes? Like what is the the philosophy there? I have such I'd rather experience. charge ten dollars for a game that's twenty minutes and good. And yeah. Have a good experience than. Mm-hmm. That $5 said, for I, a four hours game that I sort of enjoy. Yeah, right. yeah. I totally agree with that. That yep. said, I don't think that I would have paid $10 for this game. Right. Uh, because I don't no. think it was $10 worth of an experience. But it might have been $3 worth of an experience. Like, that's a cup of coffee. I, right. I got more enjoyment out of that than I get out of a cup of coffee. Yeah, I would okay. agree. I, I, I would say that $3 is, you know... It, it didn't feel... Like, I didn't feel like, oh man, I... I spent three bucks on this. Like that was never a thought that occurred to me. It was just like, okay, this is this is a thing that I bought, and yeah, it's very short, but I can I can just like pick it up and play around with it at any time, if I I'm decide awful, to do that in the future. I'm an awful, awful human, and I never think about 
something that I spent three dollars on. Um, so, you know, epitome of, of first world privilege or whatever. But um, that being said, though, I still felt like it was an experience worth three dollars. I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts on that were, because I know that is something that's been contentious in gaming communities in the past. Yeah. When people I... release like really short games and charge five or ten dollars or whatever. Um, I really so. like short games. Yeah, That's and cool. there's something to be said for a game that values your time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, you're a busy person. Have this short experience. It's going to be awesome and really tight and small, and you will be better for having done it. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I, there's this sort of, like, war to the, the lowest, you know, to the lowest bidder kind of thing going on, right. especially in the mobile game space. Definitely. Of, like, everybody trying to undersell each other is like, no, my game's, you know, only $2. My game's only $0.99. Cents. My game is free, but, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. within app purchases um, and it, it sort of devalues the experience because it's you know you're, you you assume that like Ugh, I have to pay you know four dollars for this game that's so much or like how much is Monument Valley like seven dollars something like that and Monument Valley is not a long game but it is definitely worth what it's charging like it's a really great experience for all that it's small and it's a shame because most people a lot of people won't see it because they assume hey this is an expensive mobile game you right. know it's under it's still like under ten dollars but they're like this is, <laughs> this is way expensive right because all uh, mobile games are like 99 cents or yeah. you yeah. know I talk, like I, I sold cell phones to people for a long period of time and normally it was like you know, if you ask them about their apps and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, the only apps I've ever bought are like 99 cents or whatever. And then it's like, well, I can see why games like that don't get sold very much. It's just because the mobile yeah. market is so used to either getting everything for free or for like a dollar. Yeah, Monument Valley is 3.99, so Monument oh, Valley okay. is $4. That's not yeah. yeah, which is which is even pretty cheap, but I I know there are a lot of people who will not pay $4 for an app. Right, absolutely. And for, to be honest, I mostly won't pay $4 from an app unless, like, people I really trust have told me that, like, it's a good thing that I should have. Yeah, I right. think I think the only mobile games that I've ever purchased were from, like, humble Android bundles, which, <laughs> which that's, I mean, that's partially me. Like, I do extremely little gaming from my phone. So right. it's, it's just not, like, an experience that I am necessarily interested in because, you know, I have a 3DS. I had a, a, a DS Lite forever before that, so... If I'm gonna be playing mobile games, I'm gonna be using those for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so even what's then, an app? Hmm? what's an app? <laughs> is I that a phone? Oh, like, is that the name of the app, or is that an honest question? That's an honest question. Not really what? an honest question, but <laughs> it's, it's you know. I... I have some games for phones I really want to play that I can't play though. Yeah. Such as uh, a game by a friend, or not really a friend, but a guy I talked to. It's Progress to One Hundred. Was released recently. Hmm. Progress to One Hundred. I will look it up. On the other hand, there's also like there's a game that I was really looking forward to on mobile that just came out on Steam, and I'm like just not buying it on Steam because I'm the mobile version is the one I want so I'm waiting for it to come out there progress to 100 that is a $3 app 
how do you play? It, it, it looks like it involves a bunch of I don't know, random words and colors and <laughs> yeah. actually that looks like this This looks intriguing I am intrigued hmm. <laughs> List says there's a, there's a quote on one of the screenshots that says ha 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 what? la 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 question mark Rami Ishmael Blombeer <laughs> we were just talking about the other day good job so that's that's a that's an endorsement question mark <laughs> and it's available for iPad as well neat alright I will look into that um but yes so I think you know cheap is is become the standard um but it's it's worth sometimes like checking what people you know I, I was gonna say checking what people recommend to see like what's good and what you should actually splurge on but if everybody relied on that then no one would ever try the expensive games right. in the first place yeah yeah and that's so it's yeah. worth taking a risk occasionally and mm -hmm. trying something that you haven't tried before just to see if it's okay um, I think Sword and Sorcery is probably another good example of that. Like, it's not a super cheap mobile game, but it's worth the price that they're they're charging for it. I need to get true. that. I haven't had. I haven't tried that yet. I've never played it on, on mobile. I've I... I've played it on PC, which is oh, it's so much better on mobile. I know, well, but they do great things with the the touch screen and the 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 like orientation of the iPad and. I know, but I don't. It on I don't have an iPad. Like, I don't have a tablet. I just have never felt. Like I need to buy a tablet, so I never did. Yeah. yeah, that one's a five dollar game. I have an iPad laying around. That's something I should do. I remember when I was in uh, L.A. for for what's it's called, uh, Indiecade, um, and I eventually got to the hotel room. I was like, hmm, I don't have a computer to play anything on, which means I don't have games. This is weird. Aren't you a phone salesman? Don't you have some phone I, games? I was. Don't you uh, have like never... 20 phones that you carry around in your pockets at all times? I, I do. Um, that's not wrong. <laughs> but the the implication that that means I have games on those devices is wrong. I think <laughs> I, I even tweeted like, what are your favorite mobile games? And nobody responded because you're all terrible. But... Or we were all uh, asleep at the time, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, at most, I would have tweeted it at, like, 9 o'clock. And so you might be a grandmother who's asleep at that time, but everybody else is awake. I am. Well, I don't have any mobile game recommendations to give you, so... <laughs> Evidently, yeah. It was just, it's only Kyla. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess... I guess... Sword and Sorcery and Monument Valley. Uh, Waking, them, Waking Mars them. is pretty good, too. That That is one that I played on my phone. Bill linked something called Doggins, which I have yeah. been, like... Thinking about a getting for a really so, long time. So have I, actually. It looks very cute, Doggins. It looks like an, an adventure game where you play as a terrier. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, that go to space epic. and stuff. It's real and cute. Space and stuff. That's fan-fucking-tastic. Doggins is $4. Uh, by the way, since, since we're just doing this now, we're just yeah, shilling we're other people's about... mobile games. Yeah, cheap games. Um, Alright, well... Cool. That answered my question about oh, it, though. Also, a, a really great on this. So just on the random subject of mobile games, I recommend. Not even we're not even on relaxing games anymore. We're just mobile games. I recommend if you haven't played The Room and The Room Two on on mobile, those are those are pretty like fantastic. That. 
I tried um, that. It's a huge fan, but just not my thing, I think. It's a, if you like puzzle games, it's really good. Right. And it just makes really great use of the touch interface. Like there's it does also, do that. Yeah, like knobs and twisting things around and like pulling things in one way and the other way. That's and always it just, fun. It's, yeah, it's very touch-oriented, Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, anything touch-oriented really has an A-plus in my book, is all I'm saying. Bow <laughs> chicka. <laughs> wink wonk. I'm sorry, um, wink wonk is this community's equivalent. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> anyway, my... uh, yeah, you need to translate your jargon, um, <laughs> your social jargon. Yep. Um, so yeah, back to relaxing games, I guess. Okay, yeah, so like, so games that we find, uh, so, so games on the axis of like low pressure exploration with like low pressure goals, because there is a goal in Refunct. The goal is to sure. like get 100% completion of the platforms. Um, and maybe collect all the squares. Um, I, I guess you could get 100% completion without doing that. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway. Um, also, Monument Valley is like that a lot, where it's it's a puzzle game, but it's a pretty low pressure puzzle game, and it's all just very beautiful, and it's it's worth like doing it slowly to enjoy being in each level as you're there because it's just mm. so beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And Botanicula is kind of the same way. That's by the guys who made Machinarium, mm -hmm. um, and it's much like sweeter and more charming even than Machinarium. Um, but it's much less puzzly than Machinarium because Machinarium has some pretty like straight up adventure gamey logic puzzles yeah. and illogic puzzles. Botanicula uh, yeah. is kind of a you get to a new screen and you click on all the things until something happens that lets you get to the next screen. Yep. So it's almost nice. like well, Where's Waldo? In a way, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you click on things because you. Uh, like everything you click on has some kind of adorable reaction and animation. So oh, it's okay. just there to, you know, you, you play with it and are charmed by it and then eventually move on to the next part. And then it right. gives you more things to be charmed by. Yeah. That's the so game. So it's, it's not something that I would play. Probably But it sounds not. lovely. And it's, uh, it's super good. I think all of the sound effects are made by mouth in that game. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just a guy speaking <laughs> into a microphone for every single sound in the game. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, it's super cute. I guess, I mean, the games that I find relaxing have been discussed here before. I play things like The Binding of Isaac and Nuclear Throne. Or uh, I bought a racing game because I haven't played that in a long time, but it does help me relax. It just takes effort to like put a steering wheel in place and stuff. Um, so I, I like things that require a lot of focus and that helps me relax, which might seem counterintuitive, but so, that's so I totally perfect. have research about this. Um... <laughs> this is actually the thing I started looking up, uh, and then I was stymied by the fact that this guy's name is incredibly difficult to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's this guy, there's this concept called the flow state. Um, it's a psychological, uh, it's like a psychology concept, um, and it's about being in a highly focused mental state where you're sort of so focused you become zen. Um, and it's it's called flow. It's what the the game flow by that game company was was based on this concept. Okay. Um, uh, and it's it, I'm gonna attempt it. It was uh, the term was coined by Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, Mihaly, possibly, um, 
I am right. gonna I am gonna copy paste this text into the chat just so the the other podcasters can see how this is spelled because it's insane. Um, I have it it's Hungarian. <laughs> I want to run this through like a um, a pronunciation bot. The Wild wiki the wiki plan. has a has a listen link to it. Oh okay. If you want, but anyway. Um, that is a name right there. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, give us your best try. No. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Um, it's Hungarian anyway, and not Swedish. Well, obviously. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he is under he is under no specific obligation. No, but um, it would have been fun to see what he could do with that. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to butcher it in the most American way possible, but he would make it sound completely he different. He can butcher it in a Swedish way. Exactly, yes. That's why I'm Steve. Yeah. That's, that's that's clearly how that's pronounced. It's Steve Steverson. Steve Steverson. Yeah. So so this this psychologist uh, came up with this idea of this flow state, and I really think that's like the kind of thing you're talking about, which is this idea of like you you get so wrapped up in a system that your conscious thought about the system ceases, and it, you become like a subconsciously a part of the system. <laughs> <laughs> in a way that sounds really that sounds really um i don't know like dystopian but it is actually it like a really absurd, great but um... i definitely feel that way um when playing dance dance revolution that would make sense yeah. mm -hmm. when i get past a certain point i stop thinking about what i'm doing and just like feel the game and right. that's that feels it's a very pleasant state to be in right yeah um, there's also, there's a term, uh, there's another term, uh, called abnegation. Um, hey. abnegation, with that mouth? <laughs> abnegation or denial, um, is the, the process of basically like turning off your higher brain. Um, it's like you do, you oh, do good. an activity. Always, always wanted to be a dog. <laughs> yeah. You do an activity in order to like not really think very hard. Um, which I think games like Nuclear Throne and, and other things like that are really good at, where you're you're focused on just performing the task, and so you stop having like noisy conscious thoughts. That's exactly right. And a, a lot of people describe like just watching television as a way to to sort of put themselves in this process of like I just oh, don't okay. want to think about anything complicated for a little while. I just want to let my brain like set my brain to receiving mode, basically. Yeah, I can and, see that. Yeah. So for me, my my abnegation game is threes. I play threes mm -hmm. all the time when I'm just like, like I need you know like five minutes to just stop thinking and just do something mechanical and goal oriented. <laughs> and so I play threes a lot. Makes sense. Nice. I don't know any anybody else have some some good abnegatory games. I don't know if that's a real I'm place. Sort of I have negatory. I wrote Which down one? three games, and that is Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wings of Wii, and other those kind of games, Super Meat Boy. Mm, this kind yeah. of stuff. The like yeah. torture and, platformers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I and um, uh, related to the last one of us stream, I wrote down Toho. Yeah. Toho Toho sounds like it would be a good one um, for that. I downloaded and, my first Toho game. And it's way. all games that requires all of my focus. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
I let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking through the um, Twitter responses. Jason says um, purely mechanical things that don't engage any right brain stuff. Um, he mentioned TIS 100. Mm. Uh, Eve Eve mentioned flow games, exploration games, mean Eve, mean porridge slash evil oatmeal, whichever whichever one. Um, meaty feedback loops, muscle memory, low decision making, Tetris, Luminez, track mania, wipeout. Uh... So all games that require no thinking. Pretty don't much. Make me, don't make yeah. me think. I'm trying to relax. Yeah, and I, you know. Uh, we've talked about how I'm not a big fan of exploration, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But um, Fallout 4 has been tickling that part of my brain that has always liked MMOs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Where I can just like pick up a quest, go to a place, kill a bunch of shit, and then come back. And that is kind of the same thing, where I don't really have to think about it very hard, but the gunplay in Fallout 4 is actually good. So it's like a, a significantly less stressful way to play like almost Call of Duty plus an RPG mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting kind of experience because that hasn't really been done adequately I mean I'm sure that's what they've always gone for but they've always sucked at it yes. uh, <laughs> until now again contentious so. statements uh, no there's no contentious statement saying that Fallout has been really has ever been at gunplay yeah I don't think like, it's, it's ever been, been yeah. good at yeah. gunplay they've been okay. good games but nobody thinks their gunplay is good yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean I, I say that like not having played any Fallout games so yeah and so like I yeah that's as far as I know anyway not very contentious um, but yeah so now it's like playing Call of Duty the RPG and that doesn't require much thinking and it works really well. Mm-hmm. That's actually what, and what then I've been... like Animal oh. Crossing as well, you know, so yeah. it's got a little bit of dark cloud to it. <laughs> another another mention um, on the Twitter um, was Harvest Moon, which I, mm. I semi-agree with. Um, I feel like when you first get dropped into the game, there's so much for you to do that it's sort of stressful. It's like, well, I gotta get my farm into shape and I gotta, like, go meet all the people and I gotta figure out what the schedule is for the town, but once... Once all of that sort of preliminary setting up is done, then you just you have a set of tasks that you just do every day. It. You gotta yeah. you you know you feed your livestock, you water your plants, you harvest your plants, you go do whatever romance romance options you know romance. find find your lady that you want to give them presents to and there's romance options in Animal more Crossing. Oh, Harvest Moon, not Animal Crossing. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Carl, you were saying you find it more relaxing in the beginning when there's more to yeah. do? Yeah. Maybe because I just get bored. Yeah, that makes sense. That could be. Because you're basically doing the same things over and over again. That's and how then... I building games like um, like a prison architect-esque sort of thing or whatever that city builder before that that was really popular was. I forget the name. City Skylines? Yeah. Like games like that, I I enjoy the very beginning and then I get bored very quickly, so I never buy them anymore. So I was actually going to mention um, Banished as one of my like relaxing games, mm. um, which is a similar kind of you know yeah. like sim sim style game because I like games where there's like a self perpetuating system, and you kind of have you you put in some minimal inputs and then you can sort of sit back and just watch stuff unfold. But if you're failing in those games, it can get very stressful. <laughs> yeah, that is true. 
Maintaining right. maintaining a working sim is very relaxing. Like yeah. trying to fix a, a breaking one is very not relaxing. Yeah. yeah. And there's something to like the loop of because this is something that Dark Cloud did for me, um, and that was really interesting. And I don't really know why, but there's something about the loop of like going collecting stuff, coming back, building stuff, going collecting stuff, like going back and forth like that. That Fallout Four does really well. That has just been keeping me completely absorbed for a vast quantity of hours. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a there was like a mini game style thing in one of the Pokemon games that did that that I got trapped in for quite a while. <laughs> and I, I'm was that really the, the secret bases by... thing? Yeah, the secret yeah. bases and the mm. mining. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really intrigued by it because so few games really do it or do it well for that matter. But you know, I loved Dark Cloud for basically that reason. That's that's what the game did, and it's really easy to just zen out and play that for hours, which I've done. Yeah. Um, that's... And I've even done on stream, and then <laughs> crashed, and then just did all the same stuff over again <laughs> yeah. because I wanted to. Like it's it just yeah. I don't know what it is about that particular loop of feedback that so, really works for me, but it does. So an interesting sort of contrast slash counterpoint to that, um, I feel like would be XCOM. Um, because XCOM yeah. I think is designed to be that loop. It's designed to be like you go out into the field, you face some enemies and collect a bunch of stuff, and then you come back and use that stuff to build things. Um, except that I, I personally at least found that game incredibly stressful. Which, which is funny, because um, I was gonna bring this up, sort of on the opposite hand of the just turn off your brain and get into the game things um sean bouchard as his relaxing games mentioned turn-based strategy and he mentioned xcom uh civ right. royals rebuild it was like right. that yeah. seems like the opposite yeah that seems yeah, like the opposite relaxing games so i find that really interesting and i guess it's so it's the same for a player like sean bouchard who we all know and love um that's probably his nuclear throne yeah. Like yeah, extremely cerebral, not very performative, but he still has to put all of his focus and effort into making those decisions that and are in he, that game. He's definitely said before that he loves systems that are sort of cumulative in that, like, you know, you spend resources to produce more resources. Yeah, and I actually so, enjoy that, too. I, yeah, I should so probably I pick that, up XCOM at some point, to be perfectly yeah. honest. That, that feeling of increase is probably, like, a thing for him, I would imagine. Yeah, and, yeah. and what he said about it is um, games that let me become absorbed in something other than the real world. So that that very engaging sort of mental process is probably involved with those games uh, yep. makes sense, because that's exactly what they do. Yeah, yep. and you don't have to think about, like, moral decisions or, yeah. or anything like that right, much. Yeah. Although I guess XCOM does have a like pick who you're gonna save sort of yeah. feature to it which True. is a little stressful but uh. but yeah so I, I can see how like that doesn't work for me because it's just not I don't know that that sort of performance isn't uh, relaxing to me as it isn't for, for a couple of you either it seems but um like, I can see where that's coming from, mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I think it's the same kind of thing. It's just different preferences. It's just a different sort of part of brain. your brain that you're dealing with, I guess. Yeah. That would be Sean's relaxing games. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you got it. I Also, when I need to relax, one thing I do a lot is I go build houses in The Sims. 
Yeah. Uh, which I, is not really the game part of The Sims. Like, I don't I don't actually put families in those houses and play with those houses. <laughs> I just build the house no, that's, and, like, furnish it. That's and fantastic. then I'm like, this feels like a really, like, soothing well-designed space now and that makes me happy <laughs> that's what would always happen like what i what i would sit down to play the sims it's been a long time since i've really tried to play the sims in artist but what would happen is i would sit down and i would say okay i'm gonna build a house for like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put you know x people that i know into the game and i'm first i'm gonna build them a really cool house and then i'll build them a really cool house and be like okay well i don't feel like playing this game anymore and then, and then, <laughs> then there's just this house, and you put him in the house, and you're done. Like yep. that's <laughs> I, that was... as soon as I'm done with the house, it's like okay, game completed, A plus, I did it. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's I think also like, um, it's so there's this John Green quote um, from one of his books, which is actually apparently originally a quote from his wife, but. Uh, that says, um, imagining the future is a form of nostalgia, <clears throat> which is kind of an, an interesting thing to think about. But I feel like, in a way, for me, building houses in The Sims is a form of imagining the future. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, there, okay. and therefore a form of nostalgia. In that, like, I like to build houses where I would feel comfortable and where I, that I would like to be in. Yes. And like that I, I would that. that I wish I could have someday even or even like a more modest version of a house that I wish I could have someday you know like because it it feels soothing to think about being in that kind of space and like being comfortable and having all the things you want to have yeah and that's, so that's a that's a sort of like like a it's 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 the same kind of comfort that comes from daydreaming right like someday I won't feel stressed out and I'll have everything I could ever want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> sort of feeling. Yeah. And that's which what we I all know is false, right? Yeah, which we all know is false, right. but <laughs> it feels good to spend time doing occasionally just to, like, not think about, like, how far away from that point you are. Oh, yeah, I just so wanted to make sure dreams. that... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going for. Thank you, Carl, for validating me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, dreaming your dreams, feeling your hopes, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yep, but just just let your dreams be dreams. They're never going to come true. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Downer cast. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, I believe. I believe in my dreams. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I believe in my dreams sometimes. <laughs> That's you know, valid. You know, not not most of the time, but sometimes it's there. I would like to. Yeah. Sorry, this got really depressing <laughs> and deep all of a sudden. Mission accomplished. I did it. This is just making me want to play video making me want to go play video games. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. But what what video games is it making you want to go play? Well, actually I do have a specific answer. You were talking about the feedback loop of going out, doing things and gathering resources and then coming back and building. Um, that's what, I feel like that's what I got out of Rust before mm, yep. they scrapped the old engine yep, and built the new engine that doesn't have anything in it. <laughs> um, I miss I miss old Rust. I hope they um, make the game fun again. Wow. Because that's exactly well. I mean, you know, there's just not a lot. There's just not a lot there, and it's not very well optimized, um, in terms of like 
options and it. stuff. You know, yeah. but, just, it's a shitty game. I understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're 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 working on it. It's Listen, fine. this is contentious opinions podcast. Yeah. Be as be as strongly opinionated as you wish. <laughs> yeah, no, but gosh, it was just so much fun. It's like okay, we're gonna go to this highly irradiated settlement. We're gonna shoot all these bears. We're gonna loot all these containers. We're gonna haul it all back to our base, and then we're gonna fortify our base. And you huh. do it, and it's yep. great. That's exactly what I'm doing in Fallout 4. Yep. Just like over and over and over. Yep. Shooting bears. So, well, yeah, so minus is the bears. part of that the feeling of um, like safety and comfort that comes from being in a fortified, like being def- able to further fortify and defend your space? Yeah. I think or do you really like killing absolutely. bears? Um. <laughs> well, well, especially in Rust, and I mean... When I played it with some friends, we would, we would always pick like the least populated servers we could find because people people in Rust will definitely try to fuck you over. Oh yeah. Um yeah, of course. so so you know, and we didn't really want to do that nor did we want that to be done to us, but there were still a couple of people and some people who happened to be jerks who like set up camp very close to us and there was <laughs> we had sort of an arms race of like who could build the most fortified stuff before we eventually abandoned that server because we got bored of that game which you know we'll play it for a couple weeks and then decide okay that's enough rust for now and then just <laughs> abandon everything we've done um but yeah it's it's definitely that's like i feel about minecraft yeah yeah yep. exactly but there's definitely that sense of okay we need to we need to each go down and spend the entirety of today you know in-game day like chopping down trees so that we can build spike walls so that they can't get close to us you know? That is that is the exact same relaxation and joy that I get out of Minecraft on a like much lower level because Minecraft is much less dangerous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, so it's, I think it's that's like yeah, go out, gather stuff, and then come back and make your place better than it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you you actually did hit something significant in that it's at least part of it is just that extra feeling of safety you get and just like the pride that you're. Especially in Fallout, like even though they're obviously fake people, they walk around, they talk to you, like they try to be real-ish. And so you're like, oh, cool. So I made these like 20 people safer and I can just admire my handiwork and see how cool I am and know that if anybody attacks this shit, I'm going to wreck their faces. Um, And then, you know, some small, well, no, some large part of me wants this place to be under attack just so that I can prove that it would wreck their shit. But you know, it, they yeah. don't, they don't attack when it's safe, which is smart, but unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why you play like Terraria or something. Cause they'll attack you and then just die. Yeah. But that didn't give me the same feeling. Yeah. Fair enough. I, uh, it gave me that feeling when I was playing against players, mm. but um, not when I was playing uh, just against like the AI. But you stopped playing Terraria really early, right? Like, did you stop playing before they had, like, goblin hordes and stuff that attacked, or...? Um, no, I got to experience a couple goblin hordes. So, okay. like, I I didn't quit long after that, but I, I got to experience those. Okay. Um, there was one more game I was going to bring up in the subject of... Oh, um, a whole genre, actually. Like, so, I think that the on the subject of, like, feeling, like, this increase in safety... Um, I think that's one of the things I really like about the tower defense genre. Mm, yeah. Um, because it's it's a progression from you start a new level and like you're completely exposed 
and you know everything is is like a blank slate and then you slowly build up these defenses and feel more and more powerful and more and more safe yeah totally. um, over the course of a level and i'm often like disappointed when a level ends because i didn't complete the like extravagant defenses i was working on that i had <laughs> planned out you know i'm like no yeah. no give me a few more waves i could do this better like i can be even stronger and even yeah. safer yep yeah i know exactly i disagree Really? Well, that might be because we play different kinds of tower defense. That could be. Maybe. Because in a tower defense, I always had a feeling in the beginning it's cool, you clear it. And then, right, and then every level it gets harder, and you're just struggling to just barely manage to kill the last enemy. Oh, hmm. I always had the opposite experience with tower defense games where, like, you start out and you're like barely matched with you know the challenge and then you become too strong and it becomes boring well it depends on whether you're playing but, a game a tower defense game that has persistent like leveling up parts of it right so some tower defenses let you like make you start over from scratch every single level and some of them let you like you know earn new things and be more powerful in subsequent yeah. levels and stuff like that i tend to like ones where if i'm not doing well on a level i can somehow grind to get you know to get my uh, my power up significantly so that the level is easier for me. <laughs> you would. Well, you know. You're weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Indeed. Oh boy. Oof. Listen, this is contentious podcast. Yeah, it's true. We're having contentious <laughs> opinions. We're doing uh, it, guys. But yeah. I mean, you know, sure. that's. I, I, I find that comforting. I find it comforting yeah. that, like, if, you have a, uh, uh, if if I'm not doing well, I don't have to just, like, keep practicing until I get better. Because, like, for me, practicing is work. Like, that's a thing that, you know, that's hmm. not relaxing for me. I want to be able to just invest enough time that I can be confident that, like, I have, you know, I've, I've paid my dues, I've done the time, now I will be better at the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is interesting. All right. Um, which is why I like RPGs and why you hate RPGs. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I like a lot of RPGs. I just don't like... Uh, I was going to say, like, turn-based RPGs. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. like turn-based RPGs because of exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do like uh, turn-based RPGs because of exactly that. Yeah. So, it's a... It's a big, it's a big preference thing. I was going to play flower for this for this podcast i ran out of time to do so um mm. but on the subject of just like very floaty relaxing exploration based games i mean you literally play as like a gust of wind blowing flower petals yeah. around <laughs> i so. i've played some of flower and i'm trying to like it's been gosh it's been like five years or so since i've played since i played flower but um I'm trying to remember if what what my opinion of it was, <laughs> and I, I I just remember that it was it was controlled by like like the gyroscopic controls, yeah. which I think was sort of a barrier to relaxation for me because I'm like ah I gotta tilt it the right way, and I apparently I I don't know if I'm bad at that or if like the controller is just maybe not as sensitive as it could be, but I I remember feeling like really dumb trying to I should, I should control. try it and then report in as to whether I find it relaxing or not, or whether that's an issue for me. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Have we exhausted this avenue of uh, discussion? Should we 
Should we go into uh, our next game? Um, I mean, I have nothing particularly more to say on the subject. Anybody else? Me neither. Going, going. Other than I'm glad that we finally got one, uh, one podcast where we got to hear opinions from people outside the four of us. Yeah, yeah. I thought I right. thought that might be a fun a fun thing to do. So, hey, people listening to this podcast, tell us your opinions on the things we're playing, so we can. Ironically, yeah. Ironically, the podcast where we fielded other opinions happens to be our shortest podcast ever. You know. Well, that's, that's because it was also the shortest game we ever played. That's true. Our podcast is longer than the game we played, so at least there's that. That's true. Yeah. That is that is exceedingly true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the next game will be longer um, because the next game that we'll be playing is Undertale. Because, would you like to say it, Kyla? Because it's currently in the zeitgeist. And we want to be part of the zeitgeist. And no, we want... no. You want to be part of the zeitgeist. I, and I just want to say zeitgeist. Point out that I absolutely do not want to be whatsoever, but I'm being forced to be. That's all I'm well, saying. Maybe, maybe we'll find a guest for the next, the next podcast. Well, okay, here's the thing. I've, I've already started playing it. Me um, too. And, and it, is, it is a turn-based RPG. Ugh. And I don't, I don't usually like turn-based RPGs, but I like this one. So, okay, Undertale is a, a, an RPG... Made in, made in Game Maker with a cute little retro aesthetic um, developed by Toby Fox and the the and selling point talking about it right now everybody's talking about it right now um, selling like points a week in, ago but well you know for the past like two months since it came out basically um, selling points of the game are the fact that you don't actually have to kill anybody um, as well as interesting story good writing, good sense of humor. Um, but yeah, the way it works is you you go into a battle and you can either fight the enemy that you're up against or you can try to talk to them. And regardless of which you choose, you still have to do like combat sort of things. It, it turns into a miniature top-down shooter, which is interesting. We'll talk more about that later. Anyway, yeah, Undertale. Go play it, have fun. It's about a six-hour game. Um, I believe. Okay, so that's doable. So that, that's sure. definitely we could, doable. We could have it finished by the next one, theoretically. Definitely. We could maybe even have multiple... There are, like, different endings as well. Um, Fancy. Depending on depending on how many monsters you kill. There's a, I mean, there's a hidden ending in Refunct, too. Is there? I'm trolling there? you guys. Uh, no, there isn't. <laughs> is, is that what happens when you get to the top of all the columns? Yeah, when you get to the top, if you swim out to the spires and you use the wall jump to jump up to the top of those really tall spires out there and you get all of them, there's a secret ending. God, I wish I wish you could do that. I wish <laughs> I wish you could jump that hard. <laughs> jump that hard. <laughs> now, what you have to do is you actually have to swim under the spires to the very bottom of the spires and there's like a pipe at the bottom. Oh. That's secret. Um... Yeah. I'm really tempted to go, like, see if there are pipes at the bottom of... Because you can swim out to the spires, which I wasn't expecting in the first place. Yeah, so, and it's interesting. I wonder how far down they are actually... Uh, they don't go... that far down. They don't go infinitely, so you... Maybe I want to say you theoretically could go to the bottom of them. Oh, now I'm going to have to... Now I might just boot up the game now. <laughs> Should we? Should we? I'm not gonna do that. Should record that on the podcast. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say vamp while I go swimming, but <laughs> <laughs> but no. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, no. 
So, anyway, yeah. Undertale is the game that we're playing next. Yeah. Oh, is it? it so yeah, it is. Should be a lot of fun. Undertale is the game that Thanarod is complaining about next. <laughs> yep. It's a new one every two weeks. Yep. I can't uh, disappoint our loyal audience. Yep. Of and we can't not disappoint you. Complain. Exactly. That's valid. <laughs> you have made a true statement. <laughs> I'm impressed by that. Anywho's. Um, Isn't this game your pick? Really? Undertale? Refunct. Oh, Refunct, yeah. Yeah, Refunct was fine. I enjoyed it. He was relaxed by it, hence yeah. the subject of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I was relaxed by it up until I started getting nauseous, and then I had to go sit in the bathroom and try not to throw up. So Right. That's totally valid, and I'm sorry you had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's 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 my that's your payback for like my making you play games like or the rest of us making you play games like uh Gyromancer. I don't, I don't think it's fair well, I I had fun with Gyromancer. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna I wasn't uh. gonna say Gyromancer. I was thinking um Eventually, I'll probably get you to play Aquaria. So it's pro. It's um. um what's the what's the word pre? Um, preemptive. Preemptive. Yeah, it's preemptive revenge. But, pre uh, prevenge. Prevenge. Good. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yes, I don't think. <laughs> don't think it is fair for you to take all of the revenge for everybody. <laughs> so. I mean, once once I, I find a game that makes me motion sick, once I once I find a game that makes me motion sick, which there has been one ever. Um, oh, which which game was it? It was, um, it was Pathologic, which is All an right. old game, which is probably why. Which I actually suggested the HD remix, um, or the uh, HD no, remake. No, let's play the original, please. I mean, we could do that. It's it would be I mean, cheaper. We're not gonna play that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna play that game, we're not playing the old one because the translation is unintelligible <laughs> like no seriously it was it was developed by a russian team and the translation was i don't i don't know how they did the translation like if they just write it through google it's real real bad which which is hilarious to start out with but once you actually start needing the text to convey information to you it, it becomes um much less entertaining um, and that's a big selling point of the remake, is is yeah. that it has an improved translation. All new translation that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, so look forward to that someday in the future. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that or, one of those don't. like diabolical horror games that's gonna just scare the shit out of me? It's not. It's not really that much of a horror game. Um, it's it's, it's just a horror game. It's just unsettling, sort of like atmospherically, sort of just well, those, spooky. Those scare the shit out of me. Okay. So. Imagine okay. the creepiest game you can ever imagine. Well, it's, like there was a flash go. game I was playing once, where like I, you know, it had a creepy atmosphere. I went down a corridor and I came back through that same corridor, and this time there was words written in blood on the walls, and I freaked out and turned the game off and never played it again. Wait, what game, Which was, game this? was this? I have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I, it sounds I like it sounds like a PT thing. Because it freaked me out. Yeah, you should play no, this PT. Was, this was way prior to PT. This okay. Was like, this Can was you, like when flash games on the internet were a thing. Like, how much money would you need <clears throat> to, to play, play PT. PT on stream? Well, she would need money for a PS4 that has PT loaded on it, which um, I believe are... Is there no way to... Was it not something that you could do with a computer? No. That's it, unfortunate. It was a, do you not uh, have a PS4, Kyla? 
Nope. Well, and, and if you bought one today, you wouldn't even be able to acquire the game because the game was delisted. Right, yeah, no, so. I know that. Um, no, I don't have a PS4 because I'm waiting until something comes out that I really want to get for PS4. Probably Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, uh, but, you that's, know, there could be I other mean, things. that'll take that's 17 be years. Yeah, so, so, like, I'm not getting a PS4 in case, like, PS4 goes by and they still haven't released it. You're, um, you're saying you don't want Final Fantasy 15? What are you talking about? I might, or, well, I might get or the Final, Final Fantasy 7 remake. I don't care about the Final Fantasy 7 remake. <laughs> yeah, I played neither. the original one, and I didn't finish it, like, because I was not, like, I didn't find it compelling enough. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. I played it. the original one, and I didn't finish it because the combat in Final Fantasy is hot trash. <laughs> Um, Hot trash. Um, I mean, you know, I I I don't play Final Fantasy specifically for like I don't mind turn based combat, but that's that's not like what draws me to Final Fantasy. Oh, I know. Uh, that doesn't but, draw anybody to Final Fantasy. If it did, they'd be insane. Um, I'm sure it's. I'm sure some people. Yeah, and I'm uh, sure they're mentally ill. <laughs> um, <good> contentious <laughs> opinions. <laughs> I was hoping you would also say it. I'm glad we both said it. Uh, <laughs> excellent. But yeah, so the uh, I might I might get it for Final Fantasy 15 because I'm curious about Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Combat's not garbage. Yeah, it looks, and, and it it's, looks a, really it's fun. a Final Fantasy game about a road trip. That's. That's oh my god, yeah, it's like the most bro garbage. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm up for that. I, you know, I'm not, but <laughs> it'll probably be absurd and therefore entertaining. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a thing that might be in the future, but also, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 might be in the future. They they claim, they keep showing me trailers for it, so they claim it's in the near future, but never trust that. Yeah. Um, but you I know what? Actually, um, I still need to play is, Kingdom Hearts. Is two point is two point eight two for the PS3 still, isn't it? Um, I I, I point eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let me look it up. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I hate the name of those games. PlayStation Four. Yep. No! PS4. Ah, I don't. So I'm willing to spend money for HD remakes of games I already have. I'm not sure I'm willing to buy a console for HD remakes of games I already have. <laughs> oh, that's going to be that's a valid. tough choice. Yeah. Which game was it? I'm sorry. Kingdom Hearts 2.8. It's uh, Oh, God, that's stupid. Yeah. It's got like a couple <laughs> new things in it, but I think there are... When is that releasing? Um... I mean, I will need to do it because... It just says 2016 as the release yeah, date. 2016 so. sometime. It's it's got the HD remake of Dream Drop Distance, which is my favorite one. Right, uh, and I haven't played any of those, obviously. So I, you know, I will get it, but I kind of feel like. And then you can stream it on Sunday Game Club, and I can uh, vicariously I live for you. Could, I guess. I mean, I would have to figure out how to stream from a PS4, but yeah, I mean, I could. Don't you just push a button and it does it for you? <laughs> like, probably, isn't that but how I that don't, works? But it I doesn't don't know if, have like, the same webcam? settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably true. Webcam, so. And I mean, that's not the end of the world, but everybody seems to be watching me for my face. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, that's why that's why Sunday Game Club, I mean... Ev evidently, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're there to objectify you. Like, that's... <laughs> don't you know that by now? I mean, I've I've discovered it. <laughs> Originally, it wasn't the intention, but... Um, I have discovered that that is the case, so... I don't, I don't know if it would work as well without that. 
<laughs> but we'll see. I guess we will see. Uh, anybody want to plug things? Um, I you would... shouldn't ask me that, Kelso. <laughs> I will be playing uh, more um, Final Fantasy VI tonight. Oh, um, good! Can't at, imagine. Uh, at seven. How 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 far are you in that game? Uh, like how 2%. close to the end are you? I'm, I'm pretty close. I think I'm pretty close. I'm actually think I'm at a point where I could go to the end sequence if I wanted. Um, I but we're not going to so do that, yet. that. But I'm choosing. No, I think I am because I think once you collect four people in the end of the world part you could just go to the end if you wanted because mm. um, you have like a full party or something I don't actually know that that's something. true but I, I think it is um, but I, I want to try and collect all my party members um, that are not permanently dead um, gotta catch them all yeah gotta catch Absolutely. them all so uh, right now I'm in um, a, a set of caves where I've broken the party up into two parties and I think I'm I think I'm on Locke's trail. I think I'm going to find Locke somewhere in this mountain. Um, but we'll find out. Last time I thought I was finding Locke, I found Gogo. So. <laughs> excellent. Yeah, excellent indeed. Uh, I play the Sunday game club most of the time, except when I come home from work on Saturday at 6 and sleep until 10. Um, Oopsie. Because then I was just like, well, um, couldn't fall back asleep. But I didn't go to bed until 5.30 or so. Uh, so I was just like, well, this is not going to work for Sunday Game Club. I don't, I don't think I have the presence of mind to do that. So um, next that time. didn't happen today. But next time, there will be Sunday Game Club. And uh, hopefully Morrowind will work. Um, hopefully, yeah. Otherwise, I'll have to find a plan B. But hopefully it works. I mean... I I am super excited for you to at some point to start Katamari Damashi because I feel like that's going to be a stream full of like just you being confounded and like making what the fuck face a lot. That could be my backup plan. I might try to see if that works. And if it's easy, then that might be the backup in case something goes horribly, horribly wrong. I mean, barring that. I'm not enjoying you playing like, you know, Lizard Man. Uh, Dragonfoot. <laughs> Lizard Man Dragonfoot, yeah. I mean, that's his name. And barring that, I think everybody is always down to watch the adventures of uh, post-apocalyptic Sean Bouchard. So. Post-apocalyptic Sean Bouchard is, like, very advanced at this point. Um, I have not seen any of post-apocalyptic Sean Bouchard. I should tune into some of that. Have you not seen any of my tweets? No, I guess not. his I... photos? And I don't hats. know if, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've, I have done nothing but, like, work and sleep for the past, like, several know, months just, at this point. So. Just look at my Twitter, because I have so many in-game selfies of Sean Bouchard. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, uh, so and I've taken a... more today, because I just found a, a postman's outfit. <laughs> so what? I totally had to take a couple selfies oh. with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, we're, playing, we're playing dress up with Sean Bouchard. That's actually the. <laughs> that is the full game. That's the real game. That's just just... Sean Bouchard in outfits. Yeah. <laughs> That's valid. I okay, mean, you know, real, I, the real I'm, question. I'm here for that. The real question is have you found sexy sleepwear yet? No, I ah, have not. Darn. Um, I did find a red dress and I found a sequin dress, but I haven't. Um, I just haven't found that I really want to dress is, Sean. Is cross-dressing a mechanic that is available in Fallout 4? I mean, I just found another sequin dress that I didn't have in my inventory, and... Yeah, yeah are, you able to, are you able to equip them? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, right, in in previous Fallout games, they 
there would be like one set of clothing and if you put it on as a female it would be like a dress if you put it on as a male it would be you know a different like the sexy sleepwear i think if you're if you're a woman it's like like a like a chemise and like panties or something but if you're a dude it's like a I don't know, like a smoking jacket and like satin boxer shorts or something so, ridiculous I mean, that like that. May, that may still be the case if I were to find in something some called things, sexy sleepwear yeah. because that's vague enough that like it could be different per um, the the sex of the character. But mm-hmm. uh, I I just put on the sequin dress and it's just straight up the sequin dress. Like my my collarbones are well exposed and uh, and flawless. Good. I think cross dressing should be a mechanic in more games. I agree. I agree. Um, it's unfortunately out of scope for Turnip the Heat, but uh, next time. <laughs> I want to be can able we, to. I want to just... be able to put dresses on my turnips, but well, also tuxedos. Unfortunately, lying, have... lying also turned out to be out of scope for Turnip the How Heat. How is but that? Have to cut out lying. Of scope? How'd you cut lying? Well, I think the I think the mechanic will be much cleaner and more fun without lying. I may try and find a good That's way to add lying back you're in weak. later. <laughs> Lying is what makes games fun. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a good game designer. I'm scoping down to the 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 fun to find the fun at the bottom, and then I'll scope back up uh, as as yeah. So you're not out. gonna find any fun because you won't be able to lie to people. Jesus. <laughs> Contentious <laughs> opinions. <laughs> and on that, we should probably go. Uh, was, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say hour. We could just talk about turn fun. up the heat if you want. I'm gonna say though that was some pretty good uh, shade throwing, Kyla, where where your rebuttal to Chris's assertion that the game is not going to be fun is just, well, I'm a good game designer. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we can just talk about turn up the heat for an hour, right? I mean, we don't have another hour on this podcast, do we? I don't think I so. Don't I don't actually remember how long our This are. Skype call has been running for an hour and 37 minutes. And part of that will be cut how, out. How, are yeah. we, how long do we normally go? Like, Three hours? <laughs> no! <laughs> one time! Good lord! <laughs> it's like two to two and a half hours most of the time. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's like one and a half to two usually. No way! Let me I look. Mean, it, yeah. The, yeah. All right, so maybe, maybe I'm just... This like that. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking the Skype call is a billion hours. Yeah, um, um, our 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 longest was Brothers, which was nearly three hours. Beyond that, Long Live the Queen was two hours. The Cat Lady was an hour fifty-two. Usually, it's in the hour and a half range. So all right, so we're we're on point. We did it. Yeah, we're we're gonna be slightly under, but. That happens, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, and considering we played a half-hour-long game, I think like having a you know ten minutes less than usual podcast is probably like we did a pretty good job. Absolutely. Yep. Pat yourselves on the back now. I'm doing um, it's fine. I should I should probably plug my uh, my Twitter before I go. Um, just at Kyla underscore go follow follow me for information about when I'm streaming because I'm so inconsistent about it that you kind of need to turn up the heat and for information about turn up the heat which uh which I might actually get around to prototyping when I have some free time uh, in the in the semi-distant future (laughs) um let's see I that can be that can be my new year's resolution in like in 2016 I will like prototype turn up the heat like create and release a (laughs) prototype of turn up the heat well, I'm on board. That's one way to do it. Um, um, I on Fridays I sort of host slash run ish uh, one of us, 
community stream where anybody who wants to do a stream can do a stream. Um, the 27th, this coming Friday, sh um, unless things change, will be Eve White. I believe she will be playing Sibel, if that's how that game is pronounced. Sibel, possibly? Yeah, it's a mystery. We'll find out on Friday. <laughs> um, previously, this past Friday, we had Saltscorn doing uh, a Toho-based platformer, which was fun to watch. Uh, before that, uh, JDATS did war-based war games that went way over my or head. Or something game. Yeah, <laughs> that went way over my head, but uh, it was fun to watch. So Fantastic. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good I'm time. Glad that, I'm glad that that stream is happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. That if particular anyone... Friday is Black Friday, so I will be unavailable um, ah. and probably dead. Yeah. All right, we'll check, we'll check in with you to see if Black Friday killed you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, if anybody wants Actually, to Actually, Kelso, you'd probably be dead too, right? Actually, here's the thing. I don't work on Black Friday. Hardly. No, okay. This, <laughs> is, this, is, this is how I'm not working Black Friday. I'm working an overnight on Wednesday. I'm working an overnight on Thursday. So technically, I am working on Black Friday. I just don't think we'll be open yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. If, if anybody for one of us wants to stream Refunct, I have a feeling that speedruns of Refunct would be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um I would love to see that. I was sort of sort of kind of not really trying to do that like because my my second and third playthroughs I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see how quickly I can do this and then I started texting my mom and eating Cheetos. Um but but on my third playthrough I got it down to 15 minutes, which it was an extremely inelegant 15 minutes, you know, I'm sure I could do it faster. But I yeah, I bet like just the the sheer like always always jumping, always being like on the platform or on the way to the next one. Like I I bet that would look really cool, mm -hmm. and I yeah. clearly can't do it because I would just right, throw yeah. up. Um, <laughs> but but somebody I bet can, and I bet that would look awesome. True, it probably would. So that's that's someone's assignment. Yeah. Get on it, get on it, guys. Assignment. Someone listening to this, do that, and yeah. let us know. Or Carl, if you wanna. I was actually gonna ask, <laughs> like, <laughs> so in in before this is your new speedrun game. Yeah, my record for Long Lady Queen was beaten. Oh, was How it? Was it? Mm, now you are no longer the queen. Um, also, I should probably mention we have a new forum. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So the forum now is uh, pbpnetwork.forumatic.com. Yeah. And that's where everything is. Sign yeah. up. We all have like segments now. I have it open on a tab, like I have everything open on my uh, in my browser. The, um, the funny thing is that I I like created it originally. Um, Eve White's done all the polishing and and way more work than I have actually. But I created it originally, and I need to go back to look at it and, and see the finished product. Oops. Um, it looks but good. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's super pretty. I should probably like make a little graphic for my program, huh? So I can have like a little, because everybody else is all the other forums have little graphics and mine don't. So yeah. I should make myself a graphic. You should make it a tiger. Yep, and Kelso yeah. can make me a graphic. You uh, you have a graphic. It's the it's the game <laughs> club. It's beautiful. <laughs> I oh you mean once like I, a, once like I got that sort of thing. It's, there's like a little square avatar that like represents. Yeah, maybe if you ever oh, went yeah. to the forum, you would know that. Hey, hey, I made it. Okay? Come on. <laughs> I created the damn thing. I just didn't follow up. I'm Jeez. Uh, yeah. 
All right. I, I think I think we need to end this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of this could even be edited out, probably. Nah. Uh, well, because oh, then they're gonna on. then they're not gonna hear me mention that there's a new a new forum. No, no, no. You can you can have the the new forum like you mentioned it, and then cut, and then everybody says goodbye. No, you know what? We're we should we had a terrible intro. We should have a terrible outro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, keep right. going forever. Yeah, that's that could be the I'll thing. Just podcast or, the rest uh, of the evening. I'll continue to podcast while I'm streaming tonight. Yeah, Absolutely. we should do that. We oh. should do that. Perfect. Um, oh, podcast making dinner. No, no, no. Just, just we'll just be in a Skype call while you podcast, Kyla. While I stream. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, while you stream. Are we just gonna be heckling you? <laughs> yeah. We, oh yeah, I'll heckle the shit out of you. It's perfect. Well, I mean, you can do that in the chat. Like. No, but not as well, because like when I do it in uh you know in a skype call at the same time like you have to listen it'll be weird because i'll be doing a thing and talking about it and you won't be seeing it until like seven seconds later right, and then i'll just talk over you <laughs> uh all right so goodbye play play undertale yeah. that's the game <laughs> have a great two undertale. weeks later enjoy your thanksgiving everyone. and yeah if you're if you're american if you're not know. don't if you aren't American, enjoy your Thanksgiving. If you are, fuck you. Goodbye. Hey. <laughs> Contentious <laughs> opinions! <laughs>